what is a malignant narcissist? A lot of times people are asking this question and they want to know a little bit more in depth. So I normally don't touch on this and I wanted to touch on it today and dive into it a little bit. So I brought some resources. So I've got this one that we're going to dive into right now, which is going to be The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Call, um, to be able to start looking into what is malignant narcissism? What does it look like and some attributes about it? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm doing it on all different platforms out there. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, follow us under Raw Motivations. If you want to hear from the Weiss perspective, we'd love to have you interact with that podcast on Apple Podcasts, and it's called Trauma, Drama, and Life. It's myself and Kayla, my wife. We sit down and we talk for 15, 20 minutes answering your questions that you've sent in or just talking through some of our life experiences of the trauma and the drama of being with a narcissist and also why she stayed and why we're making it work. So love to have you be a part of that. If you're getting out of a narcissistic relationship and you feel crazy, you need to start writing down some of the things you've gone through. You need to start questioning sometimes your own reality because we live oftentimes in a fantasy. So we produced this book and it's up on Amazon and links down below, but it's a journal for you to actually start journaling. There's over a hundred prompts inside it to be able to have you start to question, wait a second, what am I actually thinking? What am I actually believing in the scenario? And you can get that on Amazon from fantasy to reality. One of the things we've been trying to create is the NARC app. It's Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. A community of like-minded people to help you heal, grow, and change through courses, through weekly lives, and ideas and concepts to be applied the next week, to monthly coaching where we bring in people from all across the globe to help you expand your thought process, horizons, and to grow out of that narcissistic relationship, and a place for you to journal you no contact to be able to actually journal your truth and to be able to interact with other people on that program, on that platform, to get encouragement, advice, support as you're going through the craziness of coming out of a narcissistic relationship. So go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com, narcapp.com to be able to check it out a little bit more there. If you want to talk to me sometime to work on breaking out of the trauma bond, getting through the rumination phase, rewiring your story to be able to be set free from that narcissist, you don't get that rumination or those intrusive thoughts, We'll love to be able to work with you. We've been helping set people free by giving them clarity from the confusion making that they've been put into. Well, we want to dive in today going into the aspect of malignant narcissists. And we want to touch base on, I mentioned earlier, we've got the book, The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. So diving in, it says, violent and dangerous, malignant narcissism is an extreme expression of NPD. Although it is not an official diagnostic category, many psychologists view malignant narcissism as a hybrid disorder of narcissistic and antisocial traits, including aggression, paranoia, and sadism. However, malignantly they behave, all people with NPD struggle with underlying shame and need their insufficient self-esteem and self-aggrandizing compensations. Non-malignant narcissists prefer to moderate their self-esteem without being openly combative and resort to an attack as a secondary strategy when they feel threatened, diminished, or disillusioned. Malignant narcissists, on the other hand, meet their needs primarily through exploitation and dominance, which may include emotional, psychological, physical, and or sexual violation. 
I like highlighted that a little bit there because I wanted to show you that it's not a diagnostic thing and it's really hard to be able to say this is in this category, this is in this category. It's kind of like all over the place a little bit. But the idea is like, hey, with a malignant, they're going to primarily use these ways. With a non-malignant narcissist, they might prefer to use other ways. So they can still kind of intermingle, intermesh, go back and forth a little bit. There's not a, a, a hard, fast criteria of like, this is malignant, this is not. So just to give you an idea. Malignant narcissists are more commonly exhibitionists, but are sometimes closet. Exhibitionist malignant narcissists constantly assess social hierarchies and demand absolute control. Prone to paranoia and envy, they savagely devalue others to feel superior and take down anyone or anything they view as an impediment or threat. In the case of the closet malignant narcissist, they are more likely to keep their venomous impulses and savage behavior on the down low, using less conspicuous strategies to dominate and defeat anyone they regard as an enemy or even as a mere obstacle. Their preference for keeping a low profile can lead them to Machiavelli Machiavellianism in their pursuit of social dominance. Can't talk today. Sorry, guys. Malignant narcissists often have sadistic inclinations but are not necessarily full-blown sadists. Although malignant narcissists may enjoy willfully inflicting suffering or humiliation on others, their primary motivation, as is with the case with all people who suffer with NPD, is to drive away deep-seated feelings of defectiveness. So it dives in and gives you a little bit more of an idea about the malignant narcissist. So it, this book actually has 12 characteristics. They're not traits because we're not diagnosing. We're, not, we're never diagnosing. We're just giving traits. But um, it says here's additional trait characteristics often seen in the malignant narcissist. Number one, routinely ridicules and humiliates others in games of one-upmanship. How many times have you seen something where it's like, oh, like, oh, yeah, well, you did that. Well, I did this. Well, you're sick. Well, I'm sicker now. Okay. Like, I know that's not correct, but you get the idea. Like, is the idea of always trying to one up the other person. You had a bad day. Well, let me tell you about my day. It was awful. Like, whatever it is, they're always going to try to one up to make it seem like they're better than you. Okay. Number two, studies a group for most for the most vulnerable and attacks to display dominance. Being able to pick out a person and say, I'm going to be over this person to show other people that, hey, I'm in charge when in reality, they're just picking off the weak ones. Number three, flouts rules and codes of conduct. Often I'm saying like, hey, this is what you have to do. You have to be subservient to this. Number four, views weaknesses with weakness with ruthless contempt. A lot of times narcissists think like vulnerability is weakness anyways. So a lot of times they'll go after people of like, oh, like you're weak. Let me attack you. Let me cut you down. Let me show that you're actually weak and I'm a good person. That kind of an idea. Uh, number five, isolates others from social support. A lot of times you see this with all narcissists. So I don't know why it's exactly this characteristic, but a lot of narcissists will isolate you from other people. Now, side note. Narcissists typically don't say, no, you can't do that, okay? They normally come alongside and they make a big issue about the holiday, about the hanging out with friends, with family, whatever it is, and they make it feel and seem like you're inconveniencing and you're hurting them because they're putting their emotions on you and you have to deal with how they're emotionally handling you abandoning them by going to be with friends and family or hang out, 
Okay, so a lot of times they're not saying, no, you can't do this, but they're manipulating the situation so you know if you go do this, there will be consequences that will make your life feel awful. Number six, engages in impulsive and calculated destruction. And so, so sometimes it's just like, boom, destruction. And sometimes it's let me plan this out because of X, Y, and Z. You get a lot of that frame coming in with antisocial. Number seven, violates personal boundaries, social norms, and taboos. Number eight, uses coercion and punishment to overpower others, doing whatever they can to make sure that they have the upper hand in different scenarios, situations, and relationships. Number nine, intimidates with threats, interrogation, and terror, you know, oftentimes using different threatening aspects, so like blackmail aspects of emotional manipulation, physical manipulation, whatever it might be of like, oh, I'm going to do this. It could even be like, I'm going to leave the relationship. I know that sounds a little bit more borderline, but like that's more of the idea of what's happening there too. Number 10, enjoys making others suffer. Again, more the antisocial coming into play there of wanting to make other people suffer. Number 11, exploits positions of authority to suppress discord or dissent. And a lot of times getting into a place of authority of like, let me have this so that I can quell anybody else. So I can make sure that my voice is the only voice that's being heard. Because that's what the narcissist wants. It needs to be all about them, right? Let me make sure no one else has a voice, no one else has a say, and it's only what I want to say. That's the idea. And number 12, justifies violent behavior for personal ends. So again, going back to the manipulation, going back to different pieces of that and justifying a lot of that of let me do whatever I want to do to be able to get what I want. That's really what it boils down to with narcissism in general. But hopefully those characteristics defined a little bit more about what it is when we're talking about malignant narcissists. Hopefully gives you a little bit more clarity. I want to remind you, you're not crazy. You're not alone. You're not hopeless. Reach out for help.